yep. And were we recording? Yeah. You bastard. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I really had to get that amazing Ugh. Godzilla impression on tape. Man, I love Godzilla. <laughs> what do we read this week, Hannah? <laughs> Uh, Godzilla. <laughs> the Half Century War. Yeah. Yep. Written and drawn by James Stokoe. Color assists Heather Breckel. Wow. Is this our first lady comic person? Don't even start. Why? There what? have been women in comics since the beginning. Whoa. Okay. Don't even start because... <laughs> I'm not... Okay. I'm not going to say... I was mostly just talking about the podcast, not like in life. Okay. Um, <laughs> because... But I feel like you had just got really heated here look, for a second. I don't want to messiah... I don't want to align our podcast with like comics gate sort of like, ah, stop putting women and minorities in comics because there have always been women and minorities in comics. Can you make the Godzilla noise again? No. Please? Why? It's really good. I already feel... Be- that's more of a pterodactyl yeah almost a rodan okay uh possibly a ghidra oh fine you do it godzilla yeah that's literally what i just did you did scree there's an (laughs) onk everybody's tuned out at this point they're like no this this whole podcast is just gonna be Godzilla." no they're like wow maybe it'll get good at some point they're like hanging on like um, well, tune out now because that's not going to happen. Yikes. Oh, oh my God. I know that I said our last episode was like our most tangenty yet, but I feel like this episode. Each might one. Be, it just gets more and more off the fucking rails. At some point, we won't even be talking about printed medium anymore. No. We'll, it'll just be like we'll be discussing like space time continuums and oh, man. Yeah. faster than light travel and time paradoxes. That actually, a ton of that got cut out of the Watchmen episode, but like, yeah, we went off. We were like, what is life? What is fate? What are we? Like, it, mm. it definitely got a little... I definitely feel like Godzilla raises some of those questions. So it's like, it's almost like this was <laughs> inevitable, you know? It's like these... See, these... this is why this works, where it's like, you're just like, hey, I see that you're going off on this tangent. And you're like, let's bring it back to the actual comic. Like... They call me the fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't see it, but I was doing a real motion. It was really good. Yeah, you did really great. good. I had two days of mime school. One of my favorite artists, Sergio Aragones, he uh, he went to mime school, and that's why that's why I believe his like characters are really they're really cartoony, and I think they're so expressive, because I think he just kind of has a innate understanding of how the human body works. Does he have anything to do with this comic? Way to reel us back in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, this this graphic novel. Yes, I would say this is it's a closer. Comic. Um, yeah, it's a comic because is I it? hate oh. that term, graphic novel. I know. <laughs> I, I don't like it, but I I was gonna say that this is probably pretty close to what a graphic novel is, except that it came out in single issue form, so. Meh. It's a trade paperback, baby. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give a brief summary of this? Because I feel like because I'm such a Godzilla, a G fan, a, <laughs> <laughs> a fan. Uh, uh. Um, no, I, I feel like since I'm a, I'm such a fan of the King of Monsters, like I feel like if I give the summary, we'll be here for two hours. That's fair. And I feel yeah. like you have a ruthless glint in your eyes as you're like, fucking big lizard, Tokyo fight. 
Done. Yeah. Ooh, actually, actually, that's pretty good. I know. I was like, that's it. That's literally what I was going to say. Uh, except Hada. They went all over the world. And uh, we're... Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Please, go ahead. Okay, fine. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Godzilla the Half Century War. It was actually super short. It was really a quick it was a really quick read, mostly just because like ninety percent is just action. Mm. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. It's like mainlining Godzilla. Ugh. We'll talk about this when I get my rating. But like it... Yeah, I wonder if it'll be good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off in nineteen fifty four with our main protagonist, Oda Murakami. Um, and he's just, like, a foot soldier in the Japanese army, and it's the first time that Godzilla really sort of, like, shows up. Um, it's kind of a nod to, like, the original Godzilla movies. It's kind of, like, the beginning of this entire saga. Like, this whole book is about this guy, Oda Murakami's sort of journey to kind of, like, find Godzilla, like, track him, and then take him down. But as a result, he's sort of, like... There's this kind of begrudging respect for Godzilla and almost like this, like, love. Oh, yeah, an unrequited love, potentially. Oh, totally. And then at the end, it basically spans, like, the entire um, 20th century up to the 21st century, where the last part of this book ends in 2002, where, like, the Earth is sort of in this, like, post-apocalyptic sort of, um, it's been ravaged by kaiju. Oda Murakami, like, he has his final face-off with Godzilla, and it's this kind of poetic moment where it's this, like, sort of moment of mutual respect where they... Uh, there's no... That's that's what I like about it. Spoilers, this is the end. But he's like, look at me! Look at me, you bastard! And yeah. Godzilla doesn't look at him because this fucking <laughs> loser is so far beneath his notice. And then he's like, heh, Godzilla... Stubborn to the end. Yeah, it's like, and then, <laughs> and then they both kind of like get sucked into this wormhole that like the Japanese government has created to basically capture these kaiju, and that's kind of the end. Um, but 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 there's a little fin in the water. Oh uh, yeah, you know? so you're like, oh, is it really over? <sighs> yeah, I. Godzilla's a force of nature, baby. You can't you can't use a black hole laser on him and expect that to do anything. One thing I liked about this book was that it. Um, it's a pretty good summary of uh, everything. I think everything that Godzilla could be or has been over time. Yeah. Um, that's a, a sampler's platter, if you will. Yeah, he's so he's been around since 1954, and he sort of started off as a um, a metaphor for like the atomic bomb. This sort of like we had obviously bombed Japan after World War II. We were occupying them for a little bit, and then a few years later. The U.S. government was testing atomic weapons at Bikini Atoll, and uh, no one told these Japanese fishermen Mm -hmm. on this boat, and they got severe radiation poisoning from being so close to an atomic explosion, and there was sort of a public outcry about this, and so like, there's a huge anti-nuclear movement in Japan, Mm -hmm. with good reason, Yeah, and uh, this movie... The Godzilla in 1954 was a sort of response to the the atomic bomb, and it's a great metaphor, fantastic. But then, uh, as the series progressed, it kind of became he became kind of campy, silly, like a friend to the children, protector yeah. of the earth. And that's something uh, I definitely want to talk about too, where it's like I've never been clear on where Godzilla stands in this, because sometimes I feel like in pop culture and in movies, like a lot of the portrayals of Godzilla, he kind of like flip flops between like. He's like, I'm fucking your shit up, but also I kind of like you guys, so I'm going to protect you from these other kaiju. Like, so it's like, is he a protector? Is he going to fuck your shit up? Like, what is he? I think that the, 
as I was researching this podcast, one thing that I kind of came across was a, a statement from one of the producers who said, like, you can liken him to a Shinto god of destruction. Mm-hmm. He's sort of amoral. Wait, the producers of, like, the movie? Or... Yeah, one of the producers oh, okay. of the series. Um, he, he's like a amoral. We can't really judge him by human standards of morality. It's like sometimes he'll come through like a tornado. It's almost, oh, yeah. It's almost like a tornado, you know? He's just like a natural disaster. Yeah, and then, yeah. but, like... I guess if there were other tornadoes and then one tornado was like, get the hell out of here, you other tornadoes, get the step off. Well, I think, do you, I mean, do you think that that's evolved just because like people have such a, um, people have so many different ways that they're attached to Godzilla. So if they tried to make him just like a fuck up your shit kind of like character, like people would be upset about that. Um, the first movie is really powerful. Mm -hmm. It's in, uh, if you watch it in Japanese, it's a black and white movie. There's all sorts of crazy stuff. Godzilla's skin is like, it looks like atomic scarring. It looks like the scars people got from the atomic bomb. His silhouette is sort of uh, reminiscent of a mushroom cloud. Children crying. And this is in the first one? The first movie, Gojira. Wow, that's actually really cool. Yeah, there's like, people are like in pain and misery and trapped under rubble. It's a powerful movie. Um, I think as it got more popular, obviously something is, if it makes money, they're going to make more of them and you're going to try to broaden appeal. Right. And so they sort of soften his features. They kind of give him these whack googly eyes (laughs) and they kind of have him, there's scenes where he talks and like, and he's talking to other monsters, slapping his knee, laughing. It's, so I think that like the change in Godzilla has more to do with probably capitalism than, uh, like the producers being like, you know, our message has changed. It's more like hey, we want to make this movie available to kids, so we're going to, like, have him. And so, yeah, I mean, there's one of... Yeah, there's a lot of bad Godzilla movies. <laughs> I feel um, like there's a new Godzilla movie, like, every five years. There's been, I think, 36? 32 or 36? Somewhere in there. Um, uh, so And they, they have taken hiatuses before. Yeah. But so you've got the Showa era, era where it's, like, kind of campy and silly. Mm-hmm. And then you move into the 80s, the Heisei era... And they kind of were like, full stop, what are we doing with this? Yeah. And they're like, let's bring it back. And they kind of turned him more into a Cold War metaphor. Mm. And they had him against humanity again. Because I think, for me personally, I like I love to see him fight other monsters. Yeah. I don't necessarily love to see him team up with other monsters. Because yeah. it, it, it get, makes him too human. I like when he is a force beyond our understanding. Or even like a result of our own scientific hubris. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that that's great. as something that we can't control or contain. And it's like, I love it when he destroys humanity, like when he's just on a rampage and we can't do shit about it. And I love when he fights other monsters and we can't do shit about it because we're kind of just like passive spectators. I'm not a big fan of the teaming up, not a big fan of the talking. I would agree. Like, I kind of like, I like my Godzilla personally um, to be more of like a natural disaster, like uncontrollable. Um, I kind of hate it when other monsters get in the mix just because I just, some of these other fucking kaiju are just so dumb. Mothra? I like Mothra. No. I used to hate Mothra as a kid because they, because Mothra. it's a giant moth. But also Mothra was a, uh, a good guy. So they always had Mothra beat Godzilla, which I thought was I guess. Whack. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's a moth. It's like, it's if Godzilla's gonna take down King Ghidra, three-headed golden dragon, 
and he's going to take down all these other badasses, it's like, he's going to rip the wings off a fly and kick it into the ocean, you know? And there's another one that kind of looks like a weird crab anyway. That one, that's one of, easily one of the worst Godzilla movies I've ever seen. And it's kind of like, yeah, he's fighting a giant crab on an island. Yeah, where you're like, okay. It's like, definitely going to put my money on Godzilla. Do you have, so you don't like any of the other monsters? Mm, No. I just like, that's the thing where I just... But like you were saying before, it's like, I prefer Godzilla to work on his own. I don't like it when he teams up. I don't like it when he fights other monsters. I just like it when Godzilla kind of, like, comes out of the ocean and just fucks shit up. And, like, people are like, ah, like, yeah. I respect your view, but I think it has a limited franchise capabilities because it's like, how many times can you watch this guy? Unless uh, yeah. unless but, you I mean, take him on a world tour. And he's like, Tokyo, New York. Oh, kind of like this comic? Yeah. like. Hey, like I said, this comic is a great synthesis of what Godzilla is. Godzilla International. But, like. as I said earlier, it's like mainlining Godzilla because it's like, so many Godzilla movies have a good hour to an hour and a half of just humans, like scientists being like, oh, beep, 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 beep. But There's you kind of this- need that. That's what I like about the Godzilla movies um, is like the human element. I Okay, I love the human element too. Yeah. But... There are a lot of these where you're, like, focused on, like, oh, you know, the scientist has a niece, and she's engaged to a, you know, to, like, a manga artist who is, like, somehow, that's just a random example, but they're, like, they're kind of caught up in, like, intrigue with, like, alien races, or, like, there's, like, there's is this just coming out of your mind, or is this, like, a real... No, this is for real. Okay, this is, like, an actual Godzilla movie. Yeah. Is this the main Godzilla movie? Like, no. the original one? from like, No. Oh, okay. The original one is, like, purely, like, destruction and scientists trying to deal with I thought you were it. just going off the rails where it's like, and then, you know, it's like they run into the woods together and they have this whole, like, I just thought you were creating your own Godzilla, like, fever dream. Uh, if I were creating my own Godzilla movie, well, uh, you know what? I'll save it for Hollywood. Because they can't do a Godzilla movie to save their life. These things are turds i mean well it's like they're it's all an algorithm they're just trying to hit like lowest common denominator where they're like look we know what you want big lizard destruction love story i don't know that there are too many love stories in the but regardless okay either way um (laughs) but that would be a great algorithm (laughs) um okay so basically a lot of these movies you spend like a good hour and a half with the humans yeah but not in like okay i know what you're saying about the human element yeah um this is more just like a stodgy scientist is like and there's like okay, Godzilla is being manipulated somehow and they're like trying to figure it out. And there's like this real, there's like a lot of boring stuff that could be cut. And this book did a great job of cutting all that stuff. What I, when I say I love the human element in Godzilla, what I mean is like, I want to see people like trapped under rubble, like that sort of like claustrophobic feeling of like, oh my God, there's something on top of us. And this like, this subway is about to give way. Much like a natural disaster. And then you, Yeah. yeah. And you have people who are like arguing like, should we make a run for it? Yeah. Should we stay here? And, like, you get the bickering. Like, that human element, I'm... The first Godzilla movie, I'm all on board with, like, with parents dying and kids being like, Oh, mama! Wow. And, yeah, I know. Okay, Justin. But the human element in terms of, like, oh, we're going to focus on the niece of the main scientist and, like, her boyfriend. Boring. Cut that. And that's what James Stokoe did. I guess. But then at the same time, it's just, like, it felt like it was, like, rushing through it. It was, like... And now we're in Ghana, and now we're in Tokyo, and now we're in South America, and Point you're just like, uh, yeah, it was okay. It, it was very rushed, and it almost felt kind of pointless to be in these different cities. Yeah, when if you're not going to spend any time, like really, like on the ground in those cities, like seeing the destruction and the people in those cities running around. You also like never like really got a chance to bond that much with the main character because it's like he's he's the he's obviously 
um, the one sort of like common thread throughout all of these different stories where they're in these different countries and he's trying to track down Godzilla like with his best friend who for some reason is like going along with him. Um, but there was no, it, it never felt like the stakes were very high. Like, it's like, he never had like a relationship. He never had like a family. Like it just felt any, but you also never got the sense that he was like resentful about Godzilla. They, they have this moment too, where he has a relationship, not a relationship, but like he's very close with his sort of sergeant. His commanding officer. Yeah. yeah. And like he, his commanding officer like gets killed in a, um, like in one of these interactions with Godzilla, but it's like it almost moves on immediately and you just never get the sense that like he yeah he steps into that role and there's never any struggle of like oh now you're in charge you have to make the hard decisions yeah it just felt really hollow and i get that like the the beauty of this comic i think was like a lot of the action shots but like for me i'm just like ah yeah you know it's like i feel like you see one you see them all and it just felt like it kept repeating i think that this is a really uh almost cautionary tale in that it's like okay no points taken off, in my opinion, for the art. James Stokoe's art is incredibly detailed, intricate. He really captures the scale of Godzilla. The art, I can't take anything away from the art. I love the art in this book. As a writer, I've read some of his other stuff that I've really enjoyed, but I thought that this was kind of weak in writing because, like, you know that old trope of show, don't tell? Yeah. He, they do a lot of telling where he's like, yep, Godzilla's been bouncing around forever. He like, yeah. It's, and he, you're re- obviously like, these are like diary excerpts. So it's like, yes, he's going to tell you stuff. But at the same time, we saw this in Marvels. You had your normal character yeah. who was writing a, essentially a diary or memoirs about his encounters with these larger than life forces. Yeah. And it felt very grounded, very human. And you really came to care about this character and his struggles. And this was kind of like, Godzilla's in Ghana now. And boy, that stinks. We lost our commander. And you're like, but you never see his struggle or his grief or any of this other stuff. I would have loved the Marvel's treatment for Godzilla. Like, oh my God, somebody write that comic or make that TV show. I would watch the fuck out of that TV show. They should be so lucky to get a writer like Kirk (laughs) Kuziak. Or even Alan Moore, someone who like... You know, because Alan Moore has a lot of diary entries and writing in his books, but it... it, it our favorite angry grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is our favorite angry grandpa. <laughs> Sorry, Gramps, you're second place. <laughs> uh, okay, so with that being said, I feel like I would give this a D. Oh, D as in... Wow. D as in dirt. D as in do not enter. I mean, uh, yeah, I, that's my rating. What do you... Like, what would you give this? Um, upon reflection... That's tough. Yeah. Um, because I felt like, especially reading interviews, it's hard because I'm also like, like you can't really judge intent. Like you're like, judge the work solely on itself. I think if I'm judging the work solely on itself, I'm giving it a C plus. Okay. Because it's like, the art is so incredible that it's like, basically all of its points come from the art. Yeah. And then the uh and then the beginning and the end I feel like are really strong for me. But because it's like, man, that beginning when like he he when he first encounters Godzilla, he like the Japanese government is calling it a weather event and then you see this massive lizard. Like Godzilla's entrance is really grand. Yeah. They end up like he encounters Godzilla he fights Godzilla but not in a way that like hurts Godzilla or even it just bothers him and like he basically saves a bunch of lives by like going out so it's like the beginning's really strong the ending is really strong because they had the two best monsters fight Godzilla the way this story excised all that unnecessary crap about like third-party humans yeah awesome 
but overall, like, yeah, the story did feel, it felt too rushed. You never got that Phil Sheldon treatment of, yeah. like, oh, caring Phil. about these characters. Yeah, I really wanted that payoff of the mental breakdown at the end. If I'm, if I'm <laughs> churning in a, like, intent, like, the author's intent into this, mm-hmm. I'll give it a B plus. Because, like, wow. because just... I feel this, like that's really generous. Well, like, listening to his interviews, it's like, I can tell he's got a love for this. And I also know that, like, Toho Studios, the studios that have owned Godzilla, mm-hmm. they're very protective of their work. And so, like... Really? Because it just feels like they're fucking whoring him out to, like, whoever wants to make a Godzilla movie or whoever is, like, doing whatever. That was good. Like, oh, you want Godzilla to play basketball with, like, fucking LeBron Jake? Was that, like... No, no, that was Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. And that comic (laughs) is awesome. That comic (laughs) is awesome. The poster is... The painted poster is even Uh... better. In fact, that's one of my most vivid memories of Godzilla Mm -hmm. is hanging out at my friend Chris's house... Mm -hmm. And just seeing this giant panoramic poster <laughs> painted, fully painted of like Godzilla and Charles Barkley like squaring off in like a burned out city, just fucking flames and like smoke. I love how that's also like post Space Jam where everyone's like basketball players and fictional characters. It Let's might, get them together. It might be before Space Jam. I, I'd have to check that. I could. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, then maybe we have Godzilla to thank for Space Jam. God, we have Godzilla to thank for so much in our lives. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> Such as? <laughs> One of my greatest memories was going to that Godzilla oh my film God. festival with you. <laughs> you going to tell me that wasn't also one of your greatest uh, memories? Hey, you know how when a movie's so bad it's good? That's well, like what that experience was wait like. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We didn't even see the Godzilla movie. We had no, to No, but bounce. that's what I'm saying. It's okay. like that whole experience was like a terrible movie, but so terrible that it was a good... The Room? You're calling it The Room uh, yeah. of Dates? It was The Room of Dates. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. So I got some I got some notification. This is a few years back. I got a notification that there was going to be a showing of the original Godzilla movie in we were in some east some tiny east bay where was that i have no idea i can't remember but we were also very high like yes (laughs) we should know (laughs) like (laughs) but there's little tents set up people are selling toys and merchandise and prints of godzilla so (laughs) the guy gets out and he's like hey we didn't finish the trailer we're like we didn't finish in time for this showing so he's like so we're just gonna show you some clips from these different monster movies. It's like, that's what you guys want to see anyways, right? Clips of the monsters. What ensued was two hours, it two hours so of, of different clips of varying quality. Right. Like, and just sort of like one after the other. It was basically like, it, you know how when someone is like, hey, let me show you this one YouTube video and that sort of devolves into like several hours of them showing you like their favorite YouTube videos and you're like, how do I fucking die or get out of this situation or even like <laughs> die or get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> you just commit like ritual suicide to just not be there. no it's bad it's like when someone's like let me show you something and you're like that's a 20 minute video bro. i know <laughs> like, okay aside from people telling me about their dreams this is also my like nightmare scenario where they're like let me just show you this one youtube video you're like no so- <laughs> one thing whenever i think about this which truly i feel like i think about this Maybe like twice a month. I don't know if it was the edible, but I just feel like this was like being trapped in some kind of strange fever dream where you're just like, what is fucking happening? It was weird because some clips were like a minute or two long and they were good. Some of them were incredible. They had like, there was like a a Japanese toy company made like a mini stop motion movie to advertise. And it's like, 
a like a frog and an alligator fighting yeah. and then like the frog stabs the alligator with a spike from its head and it's it was nuts but so it's like this this went on for like two hours and then the guy goes okay we're gonna take an intermission mm-hmm. and then we'll start the godzilla movie and By the audience it's like 11 o'clock the audience <laughs> boos yeah. they're just like <laughs> boo like, no is happening and well then, so it's like it was around father's day so there was yeah. like a ton of dads with like their kids yeah oh ooh. these poor fucking kids god they're just like what have you done to me like why am i here and i'm also annoyed because it said the original godzilla movie and it was clearly advertised as the japanese 1990s yeah. intense one instead of the recut american dubbed one with all this silly shit thrown in there yeah. and so as soon as they revealed that it was like the dubbed one i was like we're out i don't know i feel like obviously godzilla is a huge part of like pop culture it's part of like the cultural zeitgeist um and so I was kind of excited to read this comic just to, like, see what, like, a comic version of um, Godzilla would be like. I don't know. My first introduction to Godzilla was, like, my dad was always really into, like, Godzilla and, like, King Kong. He's definitely more of a King Kong man, I would say. I was about to, like, say I want to, like, hug your father tightly and then you just ruined it. Now I have a bad taste in my mouth. Whatever. King Kong's awesome. Yeah. He's multi-layered. No, he's not. Yes, he's he just is. a big, dumb, horny ape. Wow. <laughs> That's shots fired. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Okay, oh, sorry. You were talking about... Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. So before you came into my life, um, the other person who subjected me to a lot of this bullshit was my father. And like, so... <laughs> and um, yeah, so we used to watch like these movies and I've never... Totally, I, Godzilla's fine. He's fine. But I feel the same way that I do about Godzilla in the way that I feel about bears, where I'm like, I definitely should be more afraid of them than I actually am. Where it's like, but he always just kind of looks so derpy. Like, every iteration of Godzilla is just like this big, chonky, like, Godzilla lizard. Sorry, not to body shame Godzilla, but like, he's just like pretty derpy. Okay. And I'm just like, I get that I'm supposed to be afraid of you, but you're just so fucking derpy. I think that you are judging Godzilla on his Showa era appearance uh-huh. and his appearance in the American movies, which I cannot stand. But I'm going to do a compilation of all of my deep sighs from like every episode. Of this <laughs> oh, I bet you could feel a good hour and a half. Just, <sighs> 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 but no, I think Godzilla looks dope, especially like when they kind of like the original appearance of Godzilla, I think looks very cool. And then I think, um, like, Heisei era, like, 1980s is, like, my favorite. That's the memory that I most closely associate with Godzilla is, like, crying at the end of The Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1984. Baby Justin. Um, You know, I had watched all these goofy movies where he's the hero and he's fighting off aliens and all this. I was about in second grade at this point. And uh, in the Heisei era, 1984, Godzilla 1984, they sort of revamp Godzilla. He's back to being a threat. And so, like, the humans are fighting him. Nothing's working. Finally, they lure him into a... They basically use bird sounds because he's a dinosaur which evolved into birds. So they use bird sounds to essentially lure Godzilla into walking into a volcano and dying. Oh, that's really And up. I lost it at the Aww. end of that. I was like, but, but, but who's going to protect the earth? Oh, and I was God. just bawling. And, and my mom, God bless her heart, was just like, they're going to make another movie. Don't <laughs> worry. Like, 
Godzilla. Like, oh my God. I just, I can imagine. I love how practically she was very <laughs> like caring and tender and like reassuring to yeah. me. But I can, I can just imagine that there was some layer of frustration. He'll be back. <laughs> like, like, don't worry. Uh, she'll be back because in Godzilla 1984, Godzilla is a woman. Oh wow! Is Godzilla always a lady? Like, <laughs> it could go either way, baby. I yeah, Godzilla. Okay, you want to know a fun fact? Tell me. Godzilla was actually originally supposed to be uh, stop motion, like King Kong. They were, like, really inspired by that King Kong movie. So I guess King Kong is good for something. So we might almost say that we have King Kong to thank for Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, yeah. But then the uh, the person who designed Godzilla, yeah. uh, E.J. Subaraya, E-I-J-I, I believe. Okay. A.G. Subaraya? I don't know. I, don't I, know. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Magneto Magneto. Um, he basically, he sculpted this, uh, They he didn't sculpt it personally, but they designed this suit, and uh, and so it was a suit that someone could run around in, and apparently yeah. that suit is like torture to wear, as you can imagine. Not oh, great, yeah. not great ventilation, and like there's a lot of water scenes, so Godzilla's like on a sound stage, uh. like neck deep in water, and probably the person inside is half drowning. God, that sounds like my fucking nightmare. Yeah, oh but, uh... And do you ever think that, yeah, they have, like, this moment where, like, am I really gonna die in this fucking latex dinosaur suit? See, uh, yes, there are multiple, <laughs> there are multiple <laughs> incidents where, like, the person inside the suit almost died for either, like, heat stroke or, like, you know, oh like... Oh, my God. Or just drowning in water, like... Fun fact about EJ Superiot. A.G. Superaya. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, he actually it was a special effects guy, and he made propaganda films for the uh, Japanese Department of Defense during oh, World wow. War II, and he made a uh, a dog fighting a movie with like airplanes dog fighting yeah. with fake models that was so realistic. The American government actually thought it was real footage of the battle. Oh shit! That's actually really it's cool. crazy, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really cool practical effects in those old Godzilla movies. Like, I think one thing I enjoy about them more than, like, the story yeah, is just, like, the craft that goes into, like, these mini balsa wood cities and these little tanks rolling up and these oh, yeah. lasers. And, like, they're, like, you know a weird... I love that shit. Yeah, they're yeah. a weird combination of, like, practical effects, animation, and camera tricks. They're, like, really cool little works of art. I uh, love Godzilla movies. Do you think modeling is, like, a lost art, or do you think that it's still, like... I think it is. Which is such a Dude, shame. Although, but... One of those movies that we saw at the Godzilla Film Festival, it's called Gehera, the Hairy Monster. Mm -hmm. That's a fun little 20-minute... Hey, watch this YouTube video for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's Immediate a, panic. No, <laughs> I, that's one movie. I'm glad they actually showed the full thing. Do you remember that movie? Vaguely. It was it was a full-on 20-minute short. Edibles. Very like, high, <laughs> yes. That movie stuck with me. But it's like, the, who, the creators of that movie really, like, they made the models, and they did they made the effects, and it's just, it was a very original monster design. They It was like a lot of craft and love went into that movie, and I think now you can either buy or rent that movie very cheaply, like mm. a digital copy of it. Um, but that was, out of everything we saw that night, that movie stuck with me, and I've watched it a couple times since. Gehera. Gehera. The Hairy Monster. G-A-H-E-R-A. What is your favorite Godzilla movie? Mm. If you had to pick one. Oh, man. That's tough. I have three. Ugh, of I course know. you do. Like, well, okay. I'll answer your question with a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I love, like, now as a as an old man, I appreciate the original Gojira. Like, I just like how powerful that movie is. Yeah. 
as a kid, I owned Godzilla vs. Gigan, and I love them. No, okay, I got it. I got it. I got my favorite movie. Sorry. I already regret asking okay. this Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. It's the one, it opens in the first five minutes, Godzilla is fighting another Godzilla, and then in the course of their battle, it's revealed that it's a mechanical Godzilla underneath Godzilla's skin. Like, it's a Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and then Godzilla fights him, and rips his head off in the first five minutes both of which it's, actually make an appearance in this comic yes yeah i forget what time period because to be honest it does not matter well that's why yeah. that's why i love the ending of this is because they saved the bet they got in the finale mm-hmm. the final issue it's like you've got mecha godzilla king ghidra and then a personal favorite of mine gigan he's like a laser bird with like a buzz on his chest and hook hands does it ever feel like all these kaiju were made up by like seven-year-old boys by ej superaya Sure. Yes. <laughs> like, it does yeah. feel like that. And he's awesome. It just feels like it's almost just like, okay, like, what's this? And it's like, fucking chainsaw. I, and he's also got knives in his eyes. Like, you're like, okay. I want to flip it around on you, though. Okay. Because you asked me my favorite Godzilla movie. I take it you don't have a favorite Godzilla movie. That's where you're wrong, Justin. Do you? Okay, what, what, yeah, what is it? Like, <laughs> I mean, okay, this is actually, um, this is going to be controversial, but let do me Do not say the 1998 Matthew Broderick vehicle Godzilla. Do do not in this house. Do not. Um, I don't think I've ever even seen it, so no. Okay. Um, okay. One so. of the few Godzilla movies that I did see. Okay, and let me explain. Okay, in the year 2014, a Godzilla movie was made starring Brian Cranston, Juliette Binoche, Elizabeth Olsen, and that other guy from uh, Nowhere Boy. I just feel like, yes, that overall, not a great movie, but what I tuned in for is probably, like, the first hour where it's, like, Brian Cranston, like, Godzilla's fucking shoved him in Japan, and, like, Brian Cranston and his wife, Juliet Binoche, are, like, at this, like, power plant, and they have to, like, shut it down because of the tremors that are being caused by Godzilla, and Juliet Binoche fucking dies, and then Brian Cranston has to raise his son on his own. That's the shit I show up for. And then also Brian Cranston is kind of, like, on this, like, mission to be, like, what the fuck killed my wife? He's sort of pulling an Oda Murakami in this situation, but then he gets fucking killed off. And then it just totally goes off the rails because the sun takes over. So but... that's my that's my main issue with that movie. I like, I like when Brian Cranston was attached to that. Yeah. I was very excited. I have never seen Breaking Bad, but I hear he's very good in it. <sighs> much. I just sometimes so, I love you so much, but you just sometimes do things that I just it's fine. I know, and it, it's one of those things too where it's like it was getting all these like. You know, everyone's like talking about it. You know, and we I can had still rewatch it. I had sort of missed it, and then I, it became this thing where I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna watch it." Like, <laughs> I oh. just love how you double down on things like NYPD Blue, but you're like, "No, Breaking woo, woo, Bad." Andy Sipperitz. Uh, woo, woo. It's like that critically acclaimed show that unanimously is loved by all. Like, I'm not gonna watch NYPD that. Blue. No, Breaking Bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, how many Emmys did they win? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Justin, how many Emmys did I they wanna win? I want to bring I want to bring it back to that 2014 turd that Legendary Studios dropped. Because I was really excited when Brian Cranston was attached, and I was like, man, this is going to be a movie where it's like, this monster... It's actually what I thought this comic, The Half Century War, was going to be like, monster and man, and you get this look. I thought Brian Cranston was going to be our Phil Sheldon, and he's killed off in the first 20 minutes. Exactly. That scene in the, in the like, under the reactor or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. with Julia Binoche dying... Please, Justin. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. I was like, oh, I, I was know. on the oh. edge of my seat. I was all about it. But you know what's bullshit? That's not Godzilla. That's the fucking quote unquote Mutos or whatever half baked, oh. stupid, like 
monsters that legendary suit it's like oh i always thought it was godzilla no it was it was those stupid daddy long legs like creatures that like yeah and it's like i like i didn't want any other monsters in that godzilla movie i wanted just godzilla destroying the city brian cranston like surviving and like holding this grudge against this thing and the government's covering it up yeah and instead we got like no godzilla is a good guy and there's these little daddy long legs and it's like all of these studios that are trying to like be the next Marvel and start their extended universe, they just move too fast. It's like, don't jump to the Godzilla versus monsters portion. Do a powerful movie about Godzilla as a force of nature. Yeah. And then the next movie up the stakes and the next movie up the stakes. And they just want to fucking blow their load. Um, the, um, I, I'm sorry. You're getting I'm, really heated. I, I am yeah. very, like there's a vein popping out of my forehead really and I need <laughs> to take a breath. <laughs> Okay. So a few things get just and this worked out. But I, those movies really bother me. I wa- I just watched the the sequel on a plane. Planes are the best places to hate watch movies. Yeah, and I knew like they're doing this thing where like oh this ancient race of titans and like somehow Godzilla is both he's it's all one species. Is this he's- the one with eleven? Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like America's new favorites are and England's also, sweetheart. I don't know. It just is like. It's like, oh, so Godzilla is related to a giant moth, a gorilla, uh, two daddy long leg creatures, also, for some reason, a woolly mammoth. And you're just like, why do we care about any of these? Like, the well, ima- that's kind of what I was saying before. I was like, fuck these other monsters. Like, why are we... What is this? Dude, like, we're here for Godzilla. Man, that's it. It <laughs> was like... And they keep having, like... They like okay, you know how we're talking. We keep talking about this human element that's missing. Yeah. They keep trying to put it into this movie, but like everybody, like there are these scenes where like the monsters are like distracted by like one jet and they like eat one jet, and you're like, I don't want to see Ghidra trying to chase down one jet. Yeah. I want to see him level a city. I don't want to see like you know it's like if your monster can be dis- distracted by like one little thing, it's like yeah. then he feels small. At one point, like, Ghidra hits, they're in a ship that's on the ground, and he hits the ship with Mm. his head. He just fucking hits it. And it's, like, one little crack in the window, and you're like, uh, that should have been the end of that ship. (laughs) Yeah. And then, real last point here. The monsters (laughs) are I feel like it's, like, you can see my eyes glazing over. The monsters (laughs) are being manipulated by an eco-terrorist named Jonah. Okay. And he's, like... He, and so he's like he's been, he's moving them Which around is the most like soft boy name of all Dude, like... he's played by uh the lannister granddaddy um, Ooh, uh tywin but he's given nothing to do he's just like this like it's so lame but he's a great actor but it's so lame i feel like it's yeah. taking all my self-control yeah. right now not to spin off on a game of thrones tangent because that's really what i want i'm to talk gonna about. finish my point okay, like... because, so it's like eco terrace and their whole thing is like anytime the monsters attack a place that area is sort of like over the radioactivity somehow reinvigorates the earth and there's like crazy overgrowth. And so he's like, we've got like humanity's a pest. We've got to restore the earth with these Titans. And so do they attack India, America or China or any of these massive polluters? No, let's attack a small Mexican village who I'm sure their carbon footprint is like (laughs) negligible. It was just like, this movie is so stupid I hate that movie. <laughs> it, yeah, I can tell. And yes, I, okay, I'm like pinching off. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, because I could go on. 
I, you know I could go. Oh, on. I know. Oh, I, yeah. I'm just like slowly backing away. She's about to get like, you know, when two cats are fighting and you just spray them with water. She's like, like slowly reaching for a little hose to like, just be like, stop, stop, like, stop it. Stop it! To cut it out. One thing too, it's like with Godzilla is like a natural disaster. So one of the few things that I I love in life more than anything else is uh this show um Doomsday Preppers. Yeah. And I would fucking love to see an episode where someone is like prepping for Godzilla. That'd make a great movie, by the way. You know, a Godzilla prepper. I don't know though. Based on like other Doomsday Prepper episodes that I've seen, I feel like it's some goofball yokel who's like prepping for some apocalypse, God, and then it's like make oh. that YouTube video. Someone yeah. out there make that fucking YouTube video with miniature models. We don't want your BS CG. No, that's the thing. It's like because we never have to see Godzilla. That's the whole, that's the beauty of Doomsday Preppers is that it's like True. we're just prepping. We're yeah. just like getting ready. A giant irradiated lizard any day now. The government's been testing in bikini. I know it. I know it. Like <laughs> it's like me and my wife, we're gonna go out to the desert and we're gonna use our own shit to cultivate the crops. Do you have a like? Okay, so you've mentioned many times that you think Godzilla <laughs> looks a little derpy. Yeah. Uh, you have. He's a chonky boy. No real love for the franchise, which I don't begrudge at all. I mean, it's fine. I'm but, just looking for some art house Godzilla yeah. shit. That's what I want. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> but. Do you have like a monster that resonates with you? Like a uh, some like something that either terrifies you or just something that you just for some reason it speaks to you because that's the beauty of monsters is like Well, I guess like when you say monsters, like are we including werewolves, vampires, or are we just talking like cryptids? Like the, Sasquatch? I we're guess... talking anything you want. The only thing that I'm not counting is like humans that are monsters where like it, where you're like, oh. oh, Hitler is a monster because he killed six million people. Like, That's so I, fucking pretentious. Do you really think I would answer that? No, way? no, okay. no. Like, I just was no. Like, <laughs> what? A, I feel like <laughs> I don't. Think that you... would be the worst. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I know, I but, immediately walk but, out of here but, if you drop that. Like, <laughs> but I feel like you could, like, yeah. Anyways, go. Ahead. I just so that's the only that's the only thing I'm not counting is okay, like fair enough. But uh, I but like Michael Myers, I would count as a monster, kind of. You know, you're doing the same thing. That's so pretentious. Oh, Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. Halloween. <laughs> Not Austin Powers. <laughs> what are you he's, talking no, about? He's, he's an entertainer and yeah, he's had like, some that's really bad movies. That's specific and like very, like, <laughs> I feel like that's really melodramatic. <laughs> like, it's like, I hated Austin Powers. Yeah, um, let me think for a sec. Um, I feel like the shit that really freaks me out are more like vampires, banshees, zombies. Um, whereas like, I feel like when we're asking this question, I'm really thinking more like cryptids and cryptids have never like, interested me or kind of freaked me out yeah i would say um i really enjoyed uh guillermo del toro's sexy um swamp thing like the shape of water oh yeah yeah (laughs) i mean that was a great movie it was that was an excellent movie i was like you know yeah I don't know. Guillermo del Toro gets monsters. Oh, I he mean, fucking he, does. He just gets monsters. I, as much as I am, like, not on the kaiju train. Pacific Rim. I, yeah. I I hesitate my, to bring it up because I know. My number one movie I of hate all making time. you happy, so uh, I just, like, don't. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what about you? What's your favorite monster? My favorite monster? Yeah. I think Godzilla. Mm, like, so predictable. Yeah, I... Um, Godzilla, definitely. Yeah. But then, like, man, like, I would, I would die if Guillermo del Toro was ever attached to, like, a Godzilla movie. 
I would see that. Because he gets it, man. If you watch Pacific Rim, what I love about him is like, no, I'm not going to go into a 30-minute rant. I know. I was going to say, I was like, because I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, we could just fanboy for hours about yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Just go watch the movie. <laughs> just go, yeah, just go check it out. Like, you know what's kind of funny, just what? as an aside, is like, I got the Pacific Rim, uh, co- there was a comic I yeah. saw at the library, and it was like a prequel to Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. And like, those things are Oh, like those things are notoriously bad. Anytime you adapt the movie or like try to like Marvel, I was gonna say uh, I was like I'm surprised because you usually stay away from those. I, I I'm not a fan of licensed comics. Yeah. I, I really I, I'm surprised I like this one as much as it. I'm really not a fan of licensed comics. Any sort of movie tie-ins or movie prequel comics are usually just like cash grab and they're usually like subpar talent on a subpar book, and they can't do too much because you can't reveal the movie. But so I picked it up because it's at the library. It's free. And I'm reading it, and the art was not very good. Yeah, as it tends to it, be. It was okay. Those. It was okay. It just wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. But I was like, man, this story is actually kind of crazy. And I was like reading, and I was like, this is really good. And I ended up enjoying it by the end of it. Yeah. And then I looked at who wrote it, and he was a fucking screenwriter for Pacific Rim. Oh, that's he, awesome. Him and Guillermo wrote that movie together. So I was like, oh, you get this property. Yeah. And you were just able to flesh out yourself a little more. Like That was I, Pacific Rim. It's actually a great movie. As someone who's, like, not a fan of kaiju just in general or just that kind of, like, I, I'm i not a huge fan of big, splashy action movies, um, but I actually really liked Pacific Rim. I Do you think that we could drift? Us? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah, because I don't think, like, I think drift, because drifting can either be about, like, great synergy where you're, like, you know, we think the same thoughts. Yeah. But it can also be about, like, balance. Like, you know what I mean? You're two sides of the mm-hmm. same coin. So I think, like, with you and I, I think that there's a great balance there where yeah. you bring so many strengths to the table that I don't have, and hopefully Aww. I could do the same for you. I so think I think so. we would drift very well, actually. Okay. Once we determined who was the boss goose. Uh, obviously and, me. Well, you know, the boss goose is sort of responsible for the whole flock, and yeah. they lead the formation. I lead the formation. I, sometimes we let you kind of have the train even, wheels on, but pretend. we don't. I'm the fucking boss like, I'm the boss goose. Nope. Okay, well, what would your Jaeger name be? What would the name oh, of our fuck. robot be? Um, I don't actually know what our Jaeger name would be. Well, those Jaeger name generators suck. They do. They're, they're really bad. They're like when okay, so the when I was trying to find a Jaeger name, it was right around the time the sequel came out to Pacific Rim. Yeah. Which was really bad. I could also go on another fucking spurg out and like <laughs> rant about that, but like it, I was I was doing these Jaeger name generators, and then I realized that they were like sort of tied in with this like crappy sequel. Yeah. And none of them were any good. It would be like, ooh, you would be Arctic Wolf, and I'm just like, yeah, those, like, no, no, like, Gypsy Danger is also just like the greatest. That's Jaeger yeah, name. but like, there's so many other good ones too. Crimson Typhoon. Nice. Cherno Alpha, Coyote Tango. See, it was like I feel like those are all great. Great names. Yeah. And then you're like Arctic Wolf. You're like, uh-huh. no, it doesn't quite. I have think this ours name. would be like um, Amarillo Goose. Oh, pretty good actually. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. Uh, I'm gonna. We'll hold on to that. Yeah. Because that might be pretty good. Or like, um, I don't know. I think that the formula is basically like fancy word for a color and then like danger or it's weird it's uh, it's like a strange mix of like adjective and noun but like in an order you wouldn't necessarily expect yeah um it's yeah man the jaegers yeah i mean that's what this is comic actually was really missing is some fucking more jaegers speaking of the comic like what how how does this 
rate compared to other comics we've reviewed? Uh, I mean, it's just not well. Like, I mean, especially coming off of, like, Watchmen, um, which I know I rated pretty low, but it was still, like, it was... It was good. Again, it's like... Watchmen is like a great novel. Well, it's also one of those things, too, where, like... And I think I've mentioned this before, where it's like, it's really hard for me to, like, accurately rate stuff um, right after I read it. I feel like I need to kind of marinate for a little while. Mm -hmm. And, like, now that I've marinated more on Watchmen, I do actually think... I was like, ah, you know, it's like, that's actually... Especially if you're comparing it to this comic, which was kind of like... (laughs) like. Well, James Stokoe is no Alan Moore as a writer. No, I mean, yeah, it's like, I did like the art in this it was like a kind of cool style i liked all the colors that he used like the palette well, was really interesting yeah he had those color assists by heather breckle yeah fucking heather coming in with the assist yeah, yeah. she like it's great the, but um but yeah it's like we're looking at this compared to like these other like really heavy hitters which is like the killing joke watchmen sandman i this was like like yeah like well it does you know it is a licensed comic i'm not normally a fan but i do have a love for the king of monsters i know yeah um i kind of yeah i sort of i was not sure what you would feel about this i was kind of like 50 50 either way yeah um but you not really liking it doesn't surprise me either yeah i'm like yeah it makes sense and to be honest like it's good i've trained you i expect (laughs) i like it i love the art I like the story as, like, it's sort of simple and straightforward and it escalates well. Yeah. And it cut a lot of the corny bullshit. But in terms of, like, yeah, when you compare it to something as well-written as Watchmen, it doesn't even... That's the thing. And it's, like, I feel like if we had read this at any other time, maybe I would have given it a different rating. But just, like... I mean, even Last Man, which was, like, kind of, like, a funny little... Kind of breezy. Breezy manga-esque sort of book. Like, I... Yeah, I just... I don't know. Meh. Yeah. I give it a resounding meh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I give it a meh plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I love the art. I think we pretty much... That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. There's really nothing else to say. I mean... If anything, it just makes me want to go back and, like, revisit some more Godzilla, Gojira stuff. Yeah, would you That's be down for a two-hour clip show of you know, I'm gonna Forgotten say a hard Kaijus? Pass on that? <laughs> what if I told you that some of those clips weren't translated and didn't have subtitles? Yeah, hard pass. Going to be a big, big pig pass on that one. You would turn down the opportunity to watch the unlicensed sequel to the <laughs> 1990s Gamera? It was just... filmed in this dude's living room. What? That's, I'm just not that much of a super fan. Yeah, I, uh, I guess. <laughs> that's been our podcast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> New episodes drop every Wednesday, New Comic Book Day. Don't forget to stop by your local library and pick something up or head into your comic shop. Yep. <laughs> Squeak! <laughs>